The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what does trans mean? No, 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 no! So let me Let's get this going. Get this here. horse and pony show. This horses don't exist. This, this horse <laughs> and or pony show. Wait, if if horses don't exist, do ponies exist? <laughs> I'll have to check my sources on that one, but yeah. my guess is no. Abolish if horses don't all. exist, do little horses exist a little? I don't think you can are say horses. that word, Ree. Ree, you can't call them little horses. You, that's you just no. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. And right. welcome to this week's this episode, episode of Tranifesto. This episode did have um, some... What's the word for anti-little person sentiment? Oh, there was, wasn't there? But it was yeah. from John Waters, so I think gets a pass for, like... <laughs> Everything John Waters what? does gets a pass. <laughs> With a mustache like that, absolutely. Well, welcome. It's not my place to give that pass away, but it's, you know, I, I like to assume... Yeah, no, we'll also be discussing who gets a tea pass on today's episode. Please stay tuned. Welcome, fucking finally, to this week's episode of Tranifesto, the show that asks the tough questions like, if we throw someone who is gender critical into space, does that make them an astroturf? Joining me today, as usual, uh, are hosts, Amelia, where she's Hi, somewhere. I'm here. And, and Ree. That's me. You're doing a new thing where you introduce us for us. Oh, okay. Well, here, no, you're going to introduce yourself now. I want to hear you. Go. I'm Amy. <laughs> That's my name. And y'all, y'all know me. Still the same old Ree. All right. That, that's terrible. The other spot, we should cut that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, would she like to introduce herself? I think I'd, I want two. I want two intros, just like everyone else. So one okay. from you, <laughs> one for me. We have, and we we have, have a co- special comedy, guest. comedy writer extraordinaire and noted LA person Joan Haley Ford. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Joan Haley Ford. I'm in LA currently, at Water to be specific, um, podcasting capital of the world. I've decided. This is a pro LA podcast. Since you're an L.A. person, please tell us which part of L.A. you're from and how long it took you to drive from one from <laughs> where you were to where you are now. Uh, well, I, I, I'm in uh, Atwater and I'm working from home right now, so I didn't have to drive anywhere. But lucky me. I, I remember for like a... For a little while, I listened to, like, Elijah Schlesinger's podcast, and, like, it was yeah. good, but 80% of it was her talking to people about how long it takes to drive from the valley to the city. Yeah, that's it's true. It's it's a lot. It's a big topic of conversation. It, it the 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 freeways dominate our lives. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you for the two intros. Um, it was perfect. Thank you. Uh, and, and and the uh, the long commute. Thank you for the long commute that it took to get to this podcast. Uh, yeah. As we from my as, uh, bedroom to my kitchen table. Actually, yeah, exactly. Thank you for joining us in the the. Tr- the Tranifesto recording studio that we definitely have set up. Um, so yeah, uh, today, like I said, uh, there's four of us in the show, uh, and we would like to get going kind of just with a brief overview of the movie. And surprisingly, uh, I am a huge horror movie fan, so this was kind of cool to watch this movie. 
uh, or at least finally get to some horror. Uh, and I'd like to do some more as time goes on. But uh, girl this week with we body reviewed... horror. Uh, I guess yeah. I mean yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we are Cronenberg. Um, so yes, this we are uh, reviewing the two thousand four broke, broke sexual assignment resurgery woke Cronenberging yourself. <laughs> We are reviewing the 2004 American supernatural black comedy horror film, Seed of Chucky, uh, which is a horror comedy. Um, I, I, fuck. It's, the seed it in by? the title refers to his cum. Yes. <laughs> the movie, the movie I, one of the, maybe the only movie I've seen that opens with the screen being drenched in cum. Uh, <laughs> Not the first for me. <laughs> What's that? Home movies don't count. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, was Avatar? Did that not actually happen in Avatar as well? I swear to God, it did. Uh, so yeah, directed by Don Massini, uh, yes. produced by David Kiss- Kissinger and Corey Senega. So yeah, uh, the I other like Kissinger. Go- uh, <laughs> the less, the less, the less popular one. Uh, so we'd actually like to have Joan kind of give a brief uh, synopsis on everything and just go over the movie. So Joan, if you'd like to. Sure. Uh, um, as I said, uh, it opens with um, the uh, we see the eponymous seat of Chucky drenched over the screen, um, uh, and then we get a, we get like a an instructional like high school video about the miracle of birth, but it's it's the miracle of evil uh, doll birth. Um, we watch we watch Chucky's sperm uh, flowing like going through like just go like it's like very like the beginning of uh, of um, look who's talking only uh very like like it's, it's like 2004 cgi which should be much better cgi like we've already had like we've had return of the king at this point um i watched this uh actually i watched this movie with my daughter so she was asking what that whole opening uh, oh, no. bit was about no it's okay it's like, uh so she no, was looking for the uh a container of milk that got spilt for mm. the entire film that's worse yeah. that's worse than just explaining <laughs> it should be learning about this stuff from fucking Chucky movie <laughs> I was yeah no it was perfect Rain she is old enough to know about doll yeah. about yeah. doll see, see honey yeah. when a doll and a doll love each other very much and only after a voodoo curse has been placed anyways and, Joan please continue anyways um, and then we we see uh we uh, open up on a dream sequence. Well, well, what turns out to be a dream sequence where um, a killer doll we have that has not been identified yet is uh, murdering a bunch of people. But it turns out to be just a dream sequence. Uh, uh, there, our killer doll who uh, uh, wakes up in a very like Pinocchio esque situation. They are. I'm going to write. I'm going to gender them as they right now because yeah, that, that's, that's appropriate. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's what the movie is. Uh, we we are introduced into a uh, doll, a, a living doll named. Uh, who, at this point, uh, the only name it's been given is Shithead by the evil like Chris Angel esque. Uh, yes. Chris, no, it's Absolutely. Chris Angel. Chris Angel meets yeah. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Is, like, the hero we deserve. <laughs> it reminded me of the guy from Being John Malkovich. Oh. Yeah, it's he. Oh, it's Chris yeah. Angel and Being John Malkovich. No, no, the main character, the uh, uh, John Cusack character, mm-hmm. is like a vent- weird puppeteer. Oh, that's right. Type. They are, he is a very like artistic uh, uh, marionette artist. Mm-hmm. I think you would get upset. That character would get mad if we if made this crude comparison. Yes, um, he was very proud of his marionette uh, being a, the world's finest marionettist. I don't know if that's the right word for that profession, but 
No one's going to fact check this. I don't think any of our listeners will fact check this. They're all too no. drunk or high. So please. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe you have a big marionettist uh, like listening population. <laughs> don't know about your offending. Please, we already have to deal with other revolts in the Discord. So uh, we will please marionettists, please don't add us. <laughs> yes. Don't don't cancel us. Um, I respect what you do, even if I don't know what you're called. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so, oh yeah. And by the way, yes, this was like there are some like prime like it's 2004 jokes in this movie. We've got like we've got like Britney Spears getting murdered at one point. We've yeah. got Martha Stewart getting executed. Yes, like we're in like and obviously Chris Angel as a pup, as a ventriloquist is like. We're hardcore. It's 2004. I had to look oh, it up so to good. make sure that Britney Spears wasn't actually in this movie, and it was indeed a lookalike. Yes, it oh, was. Really? Yes. I thought yeah, it was her. No, sure. it was just a That's heartbreaking. Yeah, um, a professional Britney but, Spears lookalike, which is who I'm trying to be. It's uh, the most 2004 job I've ever heard. Britney Spears lookalike. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now it's like now that's only applicable like in Vegas. You got to take those skills <laughs> to Vegas. Um, uh, but anyways. Um, so this doll is being this living doll named Shit uh, Shithead at this point is is uh, doesn't know where they come from who they are uh, but then they see uh, they have a little mark on the, they have a mark on their wrist that says like made in Japan which uh, I've never seen a doll that had such a bold like made in Japan tattoo on its wrist but hey, okay. hey it's 2019 dolls can get tattooed where they want it's yes it's that's what I'm saying like now you're right now but in, uh, in 2004 let's be realistic um I wish I had a tattoo that every time I looked at it, it just played kabuki music in the background <laughs> um, but so uh so the doll wants to know where it's from. Um, oh, and it's oh, it's very like it, it has these. It's this like nice little doll, but also has these murderous impulses. It doesn't know why. Long story short, uh, it's it's watching entertain. It's like watching entertainment tonight, or I should say, they are watching entertainment tonight at some point, uh, like you do. Uh, and there is a news report about the new. We're getting very meta here. New Chucky movie is coming. Is like shooting. Entertainment Weekly's do Entertainment Tonight's doing a big story about the new Chucky movie, which like always happened. That always the biggest thing happening in Hollywood gets extensive coverage. Is they're shooting a fucking Chucky movie, um, but they uh, uh, so the, so shit face shit sides like oh those are my parents. Chucky has the same like made in Japan um, marking on his wrist. So uh, shit. Uh, so <laughs> feels so weird to keep calling this character, but that's the character's name. You're at this dead point. naming yes. them. No. Oh god. Oh shit. <laughs> How dare you? Cancelled. The trans right puppet community is going to come after us. But uh, so they take off. Um, they run away from the puppeteer. We never see that puppeteer again. They don't get any kind of comeuppance. The puppeteer was just a bad person who was ignored for the rest of the movie. Uh, uh, the puppet takes off to, or the, the the doll takes off to Hollywood. We don't really see how they get from London to Hollywood. We just watch it like an Indiana Jones plane. Yeah, yeah. like I have so plane. many questions about that. Like, how did well, they the get on the doll got on the plane at some point. I don't know. I mean, this was after 9-11, so like, I feel like <laughs> that thing was fucking up. 9-11 like, like, completely messed things over for the puppet uh, community. Yes, so, yes. Uh, I feel bad for them. Not get on planes anymore. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like, and... profiled by TSA agents. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's some like expo I'm sure there was some scene cut where like the doll pretended to be someone else. But like at that point, like the doll doesn't even know. Like the doll isn't aware that it's like 
a murderous doll. Like, I think it just thinks of itself as a living thing. So would it even know to, like, disguise itself? Would it even know to be, like, the, I need to pretend to be a doll to, that, so people don't flip the fuck no, out? No, that was exactly it, what I was... That was what I was going to say about, the, like, the doll has to pretend to be somebody else at the airport. Just yeah. on a fucking mustache. Well, that's, yeah. like, a relatable trans experience. Yeah. Of having to pretend <laughs> to be the a doll does have a, The doll does have a... He does does have a crotch anomaly that oh yeah or <laughs> might get brought up in the in the X ray. Oh, yeah, God. Uh, it, but, it flashes um, up on the screen. I've had that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're in hot. We're back in Hollywood. Jennifer Tilly's in the new Chucky movie. Uh, she's not happy about it. Jennifer Tilly is playing Jennifer Tilly, uh, as well as she's Tiffany. Gorgeous, uh, yes. Oh, always. Love I mean, her. in her prime. In her prime. What's that? Oh, I. Watch like watch like Cult of Chucky. Watch like uh, she's in she's in all the Chucky movies. She still looks so good. Like she is like I don't know what she's doing. Maybe she is maybe like some of that voodoo, that Chucky voodoo magic rubbed off on her. She's just like not aging. She looks amazing. Um, but uh, she's unhappy. She's like uh, not happy to be in this like shitty Chucky movie. The movies have a little bit of fun poking fun at itself. And she wants to get a role in Red Man. Uh, we all remember Red Man, right? Of uh, Method and Red. And, of course. Uh, Another 2004 rapper. moment. Yes, as a rapper. Yes, as the movie comple- uh, always keeps reminding us. He's, uh, he's a filmmaker and rapper. He's the, a- the, the men, Red and Method. Yes, yes. Uh, and also, is- uh, as an interesting fact, it was originally offered to Quentin Tarantino to play himself in that role. Uh, but he turned it down. God. That's insane. That's insane. I Quentin Tarantino return, like turned down like he t- he did he did Little Nicky, but he would not do Seed of Chucky. Uh, where like I think those oh, are bad. Oh, he did, didn't he? Tarantino. Oh God, he did. Yes, he was like that. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, uh, I I think I think that's bad priority. See, I think he would have been perfect for the role. Oh, and, of yeah. Quentin Tarantino, or yeah, born to play. I I like I. Does that make more sense? I don't know. I I, I, I I don't know if I like to dream about what could have been, but I would have. But but anyways, uh, Red Man's making a new Red Man's making a biblical epic, and he's looking for a new star to play uh, the Virgin Mary. Jennifer Tilly really wants the part, uh, so she starts. Uh, she concocts a scheme where essentially she's gonna like. There's some bad like Hollywood politics in here where it's like Jennifer Tilly's gonna like. It's kind of a scheme to like fuck Red Man so she can play the Virgin Mary in his biblical epic. Not really the way it goes. Honestly, uh, one of the only funny, like really funny bits in this movie is when exactly. her friend is like, "You're gonna do that? Like you're gonna slut it up to play the Virgin Mary, or something like that?" Yes, that's, that's good. Uh, yes, that's good. Uh, the only other part that I genuinely, also genuinely laugh at is when uh, when John Waters, as the paparazzi, yells Jennifer Tilly like. How old are you? Give us your exact birthday. Like, I don't know why. But it's John Waters. Do you want me to, me to draw John a picture Waters. for you? Get her a piece of paper. Um, so anyway, rules. meanwhile, so she's concocting the scheme. Uh, the doll, the, uh, the, the gender fluid doll uh, comes to, uh, it shows up on set to meet his parents. They're just, he doesn't realize they're just props in a movie, but uh, he said, or they, uh, they say the, um, uh, I'm gonna get so much trouble for what I'm. The pronouns I'm are all about. over the place in the movie too. It's so. okay. Yes, yes. Uh, they uh, the uh, the puppet uh, the puppet's currently living says a voodoo curse that was on a locket that they found in the cemetery where it was born. By the way, yes, the doll was born in the cemetery in Bride of Chucky. Uh, important detail. 
um, and says it, and it brings uh, Chucky and Tiffany to life, who are, of course, the the uh, murderous dolls from uh, Bride of Chucky, and then Chucky was in three previous Child's Play movies. And then after that, like, it just becomes about, <laughs> it kind of, basically the movie becomes like, is, is, is the doll, uh, is, is Shithead a, uh, Shithead is, is, is not sure of its own gender. Uh, they are what, uh, it, it has, it was not born with genitals. I don't know why, because clearly the other two dolls had genitals because they fucked and, and produced a child. I don't know why, like, that Chucky, was the one. Chucky does come in this, like, Ch insinuating oh, at the beginning um, and then implicitly later in the middle explicit which yeah. in the, chucky comes and, and it was the chucky fucks. and i like and it was like the yeah. most on-brand uh jerk off session but we'll get to that in and moment. chucky yeah. also jerks yeah. off a lot like enough to like have used up a lot of the material that was in yeah. a stranger's bathroom <laughs> i will also say uh other good other i think solid laugh in the movie is that chucky chooses to jerk off to an issue of fangoria uh, yeah, I, I was going to say very. That was big Madeline. That was big Mads energy Absolutely. right there. That was oh, big Madeline I mean, energy. Who amongst us has not jerked off to Fangoria? I mean, Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, about like 1999, like Killer Condoms just come out. There's some, there's some good spreads in there. Oh, um, mm, mm, mm. Mm, yeah, classic. That set me classic. on the right path. Actually, uh, jerking off to Fangoria is why I'm trans. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, there is a, like, yeah, the warning on the issue, the beginning of every Fangoria. If you jerk off to this, you will become trans. Um, exactly, uh, yeah. Uh, so Lord. thank you, uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you all read the new, the new, like, Fangoria? is like, super classy. It's got, like, Paul Thomas Anderson interviewing Jordan Peele. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I gotta order that. Yeah, uh, if you're a horror, like, serious plug now for the new Fangoria. Yes, it's very good. They've got, they're like, in like, they just, uh, like, the most recent issue is like, is like Jordan Peele interviewing Ari Aster. They got like a lot of like big, like, directors kind of like doing round tables with each, with each other and telling each other and how to. If you go to fangoria.com and use the promo code TRANAFESTING, <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, by the way, uh, uh, right now, uh, one year subscription for Fangoria on sale, $69. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Fangoria did also put out a like, like uh, uh, a pride T-shirt this this year, like uh, yeah. like the Fangoria in rainbow colors, which is like, if I'm gonna be on board for any corporate pride, that's the corporate pride I'm that's on board. That's exactly Hell what yeah. I said. Yes, yeah, yes. Thank you, thank you for seeing me, Fangoria. <laughs> thank you for um, the representation. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you for yes. Representation is important in Fangoria. Um, and for like five seconds in like a Spider-Man movie. Um, Chucky thinks that, uh, Chucky thinks that, th that our offspring should be, it's clearly a boy, names, uh, names them Glenn. Tiffany, meanwhile, thinks that it, they're clearly a girl, uh, names them Glenda. A fun and, reference. Uh, yes, another, so another fun Glenda. Reference. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a couple like good references, like, you know, uh, references to queer cinema of the past or, you know, like, because we get the Glenn and Glenda, and then the movie opens with a couple like psych like psycho references. Uh, so you know it's There's kind of like operating. There's a few psychos in there. A few psycho references. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was the shower to begin with, and then there was the uh, would never hurt a fly when uh, the doll has a, a little fly on its hand. So Tiffany is like, "You're a girl, and we're not going to murder people anymore." And she tries to encourage her to do that, uh, like Glenda, to do that. Chucky, meanwhile, is like, you're a boy and murdering's in our, like, it's a family tradition well, that we're going to do. Murdering is masculinity. So, 
Yes, yes. So that's what Chucky thinks. That's what Chucky thinks. But that's maybe what a Chucky lot of guys think. Will be proven wrong by the end of this movie. Have you... um, oh, can I take like... a can I take a pause to sit, mention yeah. that Glenn slash Glenda is voiced by Billy Boyd, aka Pippin. Yes. One year after Return of the King was released. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. fun. This was uh, the next step from Lord of the Rings yeah. for that individual. Mary, Mary got lost. That's rough. Pippin got banned. A real downturn <laughs> in that career. Yeah. Um, is it though? Um, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Which movie are we talking? I mean, which movie are we talking about more today? Um, right now, it's this one. Uh, uh, where was I? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of like sh- there's a lot of like antics going on. Uh, Tiffany is like is trying a twelve step program to stop killing, and there's a lot of like hilarious scenes where she like calls like she's like, oh, you have to apologize to the people you hurt. So she calls up the widows of people she murdered and apologizes. Meanwhile, Chucky's taking Glenn slash Glenda to murder John Waters uh, it, some, with some solid uh, ch- uh, uh, like face melting uh, effects. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe probably the best gore in the movie. Oh, Very Indiana um, Jones, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and, and that's also the where they like they they kill Britney Spears in a funny gag. Pretty like they and and Chucky said after Chucky kill, runs Britney Spears off the road and her car ex fucking explodes. He gives us like an oops, I did it again, once again. So that's like choice 2004. A very humor. 2004 moment right there. Yes. So uh, long story short, Chucky and Tiffany decide they're going to like put their souls in, into uh, into Redman and Jennifer Tilly to because they then they'll be human. And then also Chucky's going to impregnate Jennifer Tilly with his uh, doll cum. So uh, they can, so so Glenn or Glenda will have a body. It's the uh, that Chucky, yes, Chucky masturbates on screen. The, the the on-screen masturbation we've been waiting like two, we were waiting 15 years for at that point. Like the first child like came out in 1988. Like, when are we gonna see this doll masturbate? Um, let dolls jerk off. Yeah, let dolls do it. Um, um I guess there was was there any was is there any masturbating in Meet the Feebles? I can't remember. I don't know. There probably is. Um, speaking to Peter, speaking to Peter Jackson, um, um, Tiffany. So Tiffany takes Chucky's cum and impregnates Jennifer Tilly. Uh, Jennifer Tilly wakes up and she's pregnant, and she immediately accuses. Oh, she uh, she thinks she fucked Red Man last night. She did not. Uh, Chucky and Tiffany knock them both out, um, and and they woke up and they're like, oh, we forgot what happened. We must have fucked. We were attacked by killer puppets. I mean, you forget to be about fair. That. That's the kind of thing to you forget fair, about. Which, I've had yeah, nights like yeah, that. Say, to be fair, which one of us hasn't woken up with like uh, a vague memory and but waking up next to Redman? Like that was uh... classic. More classic two thousand four problems. <laughs> you know, you were always <laughs> oh, next God. to Redman. You have to uh, just wake up next to Redman. <laughs> yes. Um. So 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 uh, Jennifer Tilly wakes up pregnant. She thinks Red. She thinks Redman is to blame. I pretty sure that's like you i'm pretty sure that's not how pregnancy works i'm pretty sure you don't like fuck somebody like day and then like you're and then you register as like pregnant like day like three hours later it was Um, like an accelerated voodoo pregnancy but also like you would think that jennifer tilly would know a little bit more about her own anatomy yes yes you know she didn't know it was a voodoo pregnancy at that point yeah but like Um, she wouldn't be pregnant the next day I, exactly. Wait, I mean, like, That's what I'm I saying. But she immediately... I don't think any of us are qualified to uh, fully weigh in on uh, pregnancy. But uh... do not, don't you invalidate me, please. Don't invalidate. I've me. been pregnant hundreds of times. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. As soon as um, I fucking said it. Cancel. But true. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, Jennifer Tilly's uh, immediately blames Redman. Uh, Redman says, uh, no, says, I pretty sure he says it's not his. And that also uh, she can't be in the mood. She can't play Virgin Mary if she's pregnant. Uh, this pisses off Tiffany, who's like, you, like, Redman's a bad dude. It's like the Virgin Mary Redman. is pregnant. That's the whole point. Yes, I know. That's the, yeah. Yes, that's the irony. That's yeah. the irony of it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so she, she kills Redman. Uh, Chucky comes back to the house. Uh, they're like, they get into an argument about who's been killing who. Uh, this trigger, this sets off uh, uh, Glenn slash Glenda, so, to which the point, uh, like, they uh, f finally fully adopt, like, the Glenda personality. And we find out Glenda, the, the Glenda side of them is, like, the murderous, uh, vengeful, like, the one who, ha like, has daydreams about murdering people. Very That's, feminist. like, so, like... Yeah, women, yes. am I right? Yes. Uh, Glenn's a good boy. Glenda is a bad girl. That Those are the two personalities in them that are at war. Um, Jennifer Tilly uh, has her spread, uh, sped up pregnancy. She gives birth to twins. So that kind of uh, gives uh, 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 Glenn slash Glenda can, like, choose now. But I guess not because now we just put, like, both, uh, like, put both personalities in one baby, because I guess that's how that works. Um, anything's possible with a voodoo pregnancy. Uh, but Chucky Chucky decides, at the last second, Chucky decides he doesn't want to uh, be, put his body into a human. He's like, I'm happy, like, I, he, I'm happy in my doll body. Body positivity like, I, for Chucky. What's that? Body positivity from Chucky. Yes, body positivity. All body types are beautiful, even <laughs> plastic ones. Um, he, so he says he wants to decide, I want to stay in this doll body. Uh, Tiffany doesn't like that. She kills Chucky. Next day, she's in the hospital. But Tiffany and, and uh, Glenn slash Glenda are there too. They do voodoo cursor. So now, uh, Jennifer, so now uh, Tiffany is in Jennifer Tilly's body. Cut to five years later. Uh, Jennifer Tiffany is living as Jennifer Tilly in the Hollywood Hills. It's all happy. And but and she has two kids now. She has her two human children, Glenn, who's a little who is like a nice boy, Glenda, who's a bad girl. Uh, she murders her. She murders her help. She murders her uh, her house, her uh, her nanny. Uh, when she when the nanny tells Jennifer Tilly that her her daughter, Glenda, is bad news. Um, and then we get like so that seems like it should be the end of the movie. But then there's like another scene where um, uh, it's it's Glenn and Glenda's birthday. Glenn opens a president and it's like Chucky's arm and it attacks Glenn and that's the end of that's that's the story of Seed of Chucky. Perfect. Thank you. Very Steve. good. Very yes. good. That's probably one of the most uh, thorough and Thank well you. thought out synopsises synopses that we've ever had on the show. Normally it's all of us just trying to like stumble through. Oh so thank you very much for that. Oh my gosh. Well, there's a lot to remember in this hour and 20 minute movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah, see, the, yeah, it's because the, the summary for girl was there's like this Dutch girl and then she cuts her dick off and it's yeah, bad. Very, yes, yeah. very streamlined. She's not we bad, guess she's it, like, Belgian. I think, she, I think she, but like Dutch Belgian, the worst yeah, if kind you of want Belgian. To, uh, if you basically want to recreate the movie Girl, you just have to kind of like go into your uh, uh, vegetable crisper and just crack a uh, piece of celery and that's pretty much the movie. Um, and anyways, so anyways. Uh, I think like a really good question to kind of put out at this point in time because... This is a very weird horror franchise. So why the hell are we reviewing this film? Well, there is because it's is gay, gay in a lot of ways. Um, 
for starters, the idea of gender identity and how that works out with the uh, with the child doll. And also, too, the, even some of the background mm-hmm. regarding the film as well, which uh, I believe the director was gay. Yes, uh, Don Mancini, who uh, wrote the first Child's Play movie when he was like in his mid-20s. Uh, the first movie came out in 88. Uh, he wrote the first Child's Play movie. Uh, he's, uh, I, I think even back then, he, he was living as like an openly gay man in Hollywood. And he's actually stuck with this franchise through like the seven, through, through the seven films that are part of this like iteration of it. There was a new Child's Play movie that came out this summer uh, that he was not involved with. Uh, that kind of reimagined who Chucky, like who and what Chucky was. Uh, but I do think it's like that—that's kind of when I when I pitch this as a film to to you. That's kind of what why my like interest in the in like Chuck the Chucky franchise is kind of rekindled because it, I I think there was like and I think we'll probably get into this, but admittedly like there's it's messy. There's a lot to talk about, and it's 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 a it's a this is a messy film. The franchise in in general is messy about with how it deals with queer with queer ideas and queer identity. At the same time, I think there like there is something uh, sad to me about you know this this there it was there's this franchise that this you know queer man was was able to kind of shepherd through like three decades that is now like something else. Although mm-hmm. I guess there is still going to be a continuation of like this version of Chucky. Uh, in a TV show, but like that's kind of why I was like, I like, I, I, there's something like that rattled me about like, oh, they're doing this new Chucky that is like divorced from like any of like the queerness that Don Mancini like worked for like 30 years to really like bake into the film into this film series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, is this the because I think you know I've only seen like the first one like a while ago. So is there any other like? A- queer themes as explicitly as it is in this movie and in the previous ones? Uh, I would say not quite like the previous ones. Um, there was a, in Bride of Chucky, there is like an openly, like, it, and one of the first I can remember really seeing in a big budget mainstream a Hollywood horror movie, there is a, uh, there's like a, there is a gay character in the movie. Um, and it's, and it's, and he's treated pre, treated other than you know he does eventually become a victim of uh, Chucky and Tiffany's uh, wrath, but like it, it's not like a, it's it's for '98. It wasn't like it was a pretty like uh, humane treating of the character. It was a pretty like it wasn't like a big deal that there was like a gay character in this movie. He was just like kind of like a character that like existed alongside the uh, like uh, others. Uh, yeah. Which I know is like oh, kind of like uh, saying that now is like a very low bar. Yeah. Uh, that I'm for the nineties, yeah. At ninety eight, it was kind of it was pretty cool. Which um, is all all the more of a bummer the fact that like the original version of the screenplay got shot down by the studio because I mean yeah. like you know not necessarily it's not saying that like you know a gay man can necess- can like automatically tell a good story about gender identity but like you know especially at that period like I would trust him more with something like this than uh, anyone else. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting, like, the the way that this franchise was, like, birthed and created and molded by um, a gay man, but he still was not, like, acting alone. Like, he had a lot of pressure from the studio. Like, we should talk about um, the way that the script sort of evolved 
um, from what it was originally going yeah, to be. Yeah, and also, too, like, uh, mm-hmm. just as an interesting side note to the idea of, like, uh, queerness in horror, uh, I like the idea that, like, I don't know, like, I, I find, uh, when I think of, uh, like, love letters to horror from queer, uh, queer individuals, I can't help but think of a Rocky Horror Picture Show, even though, you know, arguably whether that's horror or not. Uh, but... Uh, also, like, the yeah, obvious exactly. choice. Um, but, uh, like, do you find that that is, uh, like the queer community generally has a pretty big love of horror? Uh, yeah, I, I really do. Um, there, I, I, yeah, I, I find that in general, like, like, and I'm, I'm a big horror fan and I am, I will go to a lot, I go to like a lot of the conventions out here. Um, I, and I do find it, yeah, like there is a, a kind of big like queer community centered around like the centered around the horror franchise which is and it's like and you know it's it's it, i don't want to say it's like a love hate relationship but i think there is you know there's not a lot of examples of queer tre- people being treated like very well in yeah, horror films yeah for sure but there still is uh, like, we still are able to find something in there and exactly. identify with characters even if in the text they aren't treated Do that you- well the fact that they're there yeah. and the fact that yeah well because that was that was what i was going to ask it's like what is so if it's one of those things where the, the the queer community is very avidly a fan of horror for the most part uh why did you think that would be is it just the fact of the matter is the idea of like being in a state of terror uh surrounded by other people or like things like body horror i know we joked about cronenberg um but fucking uh, uh, but uh, I- but I don't think Cronenberg. I don't think Cronenberg is too like far, like too far off the mark. I uh, uh, I do think. I mean, I think a little bit of it is that, uh, and I, I you know I, I I see it especially with like kind of like old, like uh, like older like older queer people. Um, I think I think like if you were growing up in like the the like seventies, eighties, nineties, these move like. Uh, um, horror movies were sometimes the only places where you would see like you could in like especially mainstream stuff where you would see really like explicitly queer characters and good or bad and like you know the the representations were maybe not were rarely tasteful yeah like even if they die like really quickly yeah but they were still like there it was still like a it was still like a genre where i think we as a community were being acknowledged yeah. and i think you know when you don't have uh, representation at, when 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 you have basically no representation, like any representation becomes kind of important. So you know, even if we look back, like you know, even if we look back at these movies and say, and like, can that, and through the lens of you know, 2019, we can identify very very simply what's like problematic, like like problematic with them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, in in 19, in even 2004, you might see these movies and say, like, well, at least the, at least there I am on screen, and also like. I, you know, uh, at least at least I'm like these. A lot of these are movies where these characters have some agency and are do, and are like doing things for themselves. There's not they're not just characters who things like happen to or are yeah. like jokes. Like yeah, I think and, like, to, to like build on that, um, I think that there's something about horror movies, but also more broadly like monster movies, the way that they engage with societal fears and the way that they sort of tap into those undercurrents of marginalization in society even if they do them in ways that end up punching down mm-hmm. um they yeah. still present this sort of narrative that allows you to insert yourself into it as that marginalized person yeah, well, yeah. is that if you're already if you're already talking about something that's horrific then it's easy to talk about something that 
people are already uncomfortable with, like, regardless yeah. of if yeah. that's justified or not. And it's also, no. like, like a lot of these, um, like, a lot of horror characters are queer-coded, even if they aren't explicitly queer. A lot of... Um, we love uh, our Disney villains. Oh, yeah, for we sure. And, like, we, like I, I think that it's, like, sort of a universal experience of being a marginalized person, um, in, like, Western society, at least, to, like, identify with a lot of the villains and monsters in these movies. And, like, n- not to get, like, off on too big a tangent, but, like, The Shape of Water, I think, kind of flips this on a- its head in a really good way and sort of as a comparison to, as, like, a monster movie that makes the monster, like, explicitly sympathetic mm-hmm. and sort of engages mm-hmm. with the way that it's representing, like, marginalized yeah, people. Yeah, and... I think that it makes sense why we would identify with these Totally, characters. and I, I would say, like, one last thought I had on this as well, which is just, I think it's great because, and, like, as as time goes on, is that horror is often viewed as, like, a junk, a junk genre. So you can have someone, like, uh, in terms of recent memory, Jordan Peele, who comes on, who shows that you can take uh, things that might be, you know, hard to stomach for a, a white audience... Um, and and present it in a way that's universally understandable. And I would like to see that more, especially with queer themes going on. Um, but yeah, so uh, the other their idea is just like, do we think that the the, the child uh, the child doll is are they intersex? Is it gender fluid? Like anybody have any thoughts? They're a non-binary icon. Yes. Well, no, no, no okay. So they have weird hair, just bizarre makeup choices. Wanted like are. Comp- explicitly like non-binary or gender fluid and also add random japanese into all their languages they're non-binary yes i i i think the most explicit like statement we get from the character about themselves is when they say sometimes i feel sometimes i feel like a boy and sometimes i feel like a girl and then something i will say i do like about this movie that it's it, it you know that the the queer stuff it is able to get into is kind of like putting like onus on the parents, uh, you know, or, or kind yeah. of, you know, lightly making fun of the idea of parents, you know, forcing gender upon upon a kid. Um, yeah, like which... the problem isn't that the kid is gender fluid or whatever they happen to be. The problem is sort of that the parents are keep, like, keep trying to impose gender and like project their own hopes for what this kid is going to be onto mm-hmm. this kid. Yes, um, yeah. Which is like an interesting take on it and like makes the whole movie like much more sympathetic to like the gender diversity of that character than I expected it to be. Agreed. I mean, yeah, I mean like I like I say this is a this is a messy movie, uh but it is uh rewatching this again, you know, cuz I I hadn't seen this uh in like maybe since it came out like 15 years ago, but it, it you know, it's it I it's interesting that, or I like the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, Glenn slash Glenda doesn't really come off as a, like, fr- as a, like, freak character. Um, they are a, I feel they are a character who's, like, pushed to extremes by, like, the, what, like, the society, the, fil- the society in this film being, uh, you know, two other killer puppets are, like, imposing upon them um so you know i I do think you know problematic like still acknowledging the problematic step within the movie you know it's a pretty uh pretty generous view like you know pretty generous view depiction of a character like this especially for the time yeah Yeah, well like there's um like one thing i think that's kind of interesting on that is 
the fact that the gender nonconformity is juxtaposed to, like, you know, murder. Like, the fact that, like, you know, this, like, they are very sane in comparison to their parents. And, like, having that juxtaposition as opposed to what it typically is, is having, like, if you just had, you know, like, the queer person who, like, jumped between, like, personalities and murdered people compared to, like, quotation marks, normal people, that would be different. Right. Uh, but yeah, but here it's, it, it feels like it's very much the, stra- the stress of, like, having to, like, fulfill these two very different set of expectations is what's, like, kind of driving, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, driving them a little crazy. Um, so, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I and I like also too. Actually, Joan, I hadn't thought of it that way in terms of the sympathetic character, uh, but now that I think of it that way, especially with the idea of like you know, there's that moment where the character breaks and it's almost like they become that Norman mm-hmm. Bates stereotype of just the uh, oh mother yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean like I, I guess like you know if we look at it, their parents being insane, it almost felt like that was part was added in by the uh, studio. Which is funny. Like it, it feels like that part was like, okay, we can't actually explore this as much as the director and the writer originally wanted to. Well, that's that's the point of reference that people had at the time mm-hmm. for like if yeah. you wanted to talk about trans people or like gender nonconforming people, the, the thing you were going to go to was like, you know, boys don't cry, crying game, uh, psycho, et, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't, and you know, it's hard to say exactly like where the line is between what the studio forced upon Dan, Don Mancini and what was just like, at, t- at times it feels like there are maybe like too many like warring ideas in this film, oh, film sure. to ever make a coherent statement about anything. Because I, I think like at some point he wants to play with the idea that, you know, Glenn slash Glenda is like, you know, gender is, you know, is gender fluid and and his parents are kind of like for the ones forcing them to make a choice. But at the same time, I think he thought it might be fun to play with the idea that, well, like Glenda, well, the Glenda personality, the feminine one is the one that is more like Chucky. Uh, and that should be like, that should be like a mind, like, you know, like a little bit of a mind fuck for him where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like I had, I thought, I thought murdering was a, like a, a thing that came from like my side of the family, uh, but it turns out, or like, or my gender, it turns out like that killing can be a like a feminine feature too, which is like, I, it's like that combined with the 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 gender fluid stuff, like it just p- paints like a, at the end of the day, it just it like I can see kind of what he's doing in both directions. Yeah, that could be a really interesting arc. Different. Yeah, yeah, but it I does don't get confusing think... when it gets sort of mashed together. Like it's it's not got like the movie itself or the script winds up not really having a coherent idea of what it's trying to do. Well, because yeah. if this movie came, if, if this movie came out now, like, you know, if they, and they did the, oh, I don't know what I am line, like you'd get all of these fucking internet chuds saying that it's forced diversity or like a, oh, in, a, God, a clumsy right. shoehorned line to like, That's a good point. Make an, yeah. To make an appeal to queer people rather than at this point, that was like maybe like one of the few pieces of like genuine queer, content that survived through a um a watering down process yeah. it's yeah no that's a good um, point I, is the fact that if this was made today it like these these little like gender things would be seen as this like um political statements um which is you know and and when this kind of came out i i i remember this coming out and i don't think it had any kind of you know 
the response to it was actually was honestly like kind of like tepid. There was no like uh, I think you're right. If this came out today, there would be a much bigger kind of response to it, especially the fact that like you know the like we're insert like inserting like very queer themes into a franchise that up until this point was like you know that wasn't so that wasn't so so explicit um but it was just like kind of like a campy fun horror movie that like people saw it and see and then kind of like left the face of the earth yeah and the gender themes are just there and kind of interesting or strange but not like a big deal and at the time, like, it definitely would have been flushed in with, like, somewhere between, like, I feel like the first Saw movies were coming around then, as well as, like, yeah. the movie movies, like, the scary oh, movies okay. and such. That would be, like, it'd be kind of shoehorned between these two worlds of the horror movies at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, and, that, and, like, the scary movie movies are, like, an interesting counterpoint where, like, those are so, like, like, those are, like, so homophobic. And that was just, like so chill at the time like 2004 like you the stuff they get away with in the scary movie movies are like crazy so like this is like for the horror comedy genre at the time this was like a pretty big like step forward like like i say it's always hard to say it's always like hard to realize that through the lens of like it's 2019 but like it was well i mean like trans stuff is right now is kind of where gay stuff was in 2004 where like people kind of know enough about it and everybody knows like one gay person or like one trans person so then like people are making these like really bad really clumsy jokes that aren't like you know explicitly hateful but they just suck yeah yeah so like i I don't know there's just something interesting to me about like watching seeing this like thing that came out like 14 years ago that were like in a in a imperfect way was still like kind of like grappling with these like grappling with these with ideas way ahead of its time and in a way that you know was uh i mean it was like you know like we said it was very uh kind of like weighed down by what the studio wanted but uh, but it was still like there um and you know it's it, to this day like the you know it's 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 interesting like to this day the studios that are making the chucky films are still like kind of like kind of like distance themselves from this one like they wouldn't explicitly let uh, in uh, his the follow up to this, which was Curse of Chucky. Um, they he wanted to put in stuff about how like Tiffany missed their kid. They missed uh, they they had b- become uh, distanced from Glenn and Glenda, and she wasn't seeing them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like and like the studio was like, no, we don't want any like tie back to this like specific tie back to this movie like just forget it like we don't want it to be part of the continuity uh i mean i guess technically it is still part of the continuity because i guess in the world within the world of the chucky movies tiffany is still in jennifer tilly's body and now jennifer tilly is just a per a murderer uh but so that part of it's still there but any mention of glenn or glenda is like is uh is is gone Oh, yeah. before I before I forget, the name of so my name for the good version of this movie that was never made, where it's actually about like you know like the complex like dialectics of gender and like serial killerness, a side killer at birth. Think about it. Oh, yeah, I love it. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's good. What, what what other like queer horror movie titles could we like? What, what other movie titles could we like queer up? Can we please have like a really like highbrow slasher film about a trans protagonist oh that'd be so good oh. what yeah. is though like how could you even do that that wouldn't be like immediately you know 
multiple personality crazy tranny like thing the that we've seen a thousand it would times. Be queer and well, I think danger. maybe she's like an eco terrorist. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good like I think uh, queer bait's a good name for a horror movie. Oh, yeah. um, oh god, it is. Dead, like like um, I, Tran- I trans panic. Yes, I'm. I'm always Wait, saying a, tra- I, a trans sex worker that kills men that try to kill her, and like you think that oh she's going around killing people, but it's actually every single one of them has been in oh self defense. That's awesome. I, I love, love that. that. No, we could do that. Um, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm only saying. I'm only putting this out here because I have. I have written a script. I'm not going to talk about it, but I. But I do have a script called uh, Dead Name uh, that <laughs> I want to get. So yes. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like someone will someone will. I'm 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 trademarking that right. I'm just saying yeah. But I have a I have a short film that I, I've written called Dead Name, trying to get it produced. But yeah, that's it's on uh, it's on yeah, record. No, now. It's, it's okay. It's, yeah, all it's on record. I, um, I, I heard yeah. it here first. Well, there was uh, they did make that one uh, that one movie uh, about me actually uh, that was uh, about my transition. They just called it the thing. Um, so that worked out pretty well. Ah, ah. That was terrible. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> segueing just a little bit over as well and kind of zooming out. Uh, Chucky, uh, I didn't realize this as well, was like Chucky as like the whole franchise is queer. Just the, yeah. So please, if you could yes. elaborate a bit more. I know we touched on it. Uh, sure. So, I mean, just in general, uh, like since Bride of Chucky and more and more so in these, uh, in these, like he's, he's done two direct to like digital move Chucky movies since uh, Seed of Chucky uh, feature a lot of like, just more like, ex- like explicitly like queer, queer, uh, queer characters. There's like a, in, in Curse of Chucky, there's like a, there's a, uh, uh, there's a lesbian couple and in, in Cult of Chucky, there's a, there's a really cool character. There's like a, like one of the orderlies at the mental institution where it takes place is gay. And like, it's not really a thing. It's just like, he's a character that's there. Um, but, um, so uh, this is like I'm gonna say like spoiler alert for the end of Cult of Chucky if anyone's gonna watch that. Um, so the uh, is everyone here okay with getting the Cult of Chucky spoiled? I'm, I, I, I think I will survive somehow. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, for the yes, for those who don't want to know, leave the room right now. Um, but uh, so the twist in uh, the twist in Cult of Chucky is that Chucky can now possess like several like. Co- multiple things like he he like so there are like multiple chuckies like wandering around but at the end of the movie he puts uh he puts himself into the body uh the this woman nika who is the protagonist who is like the the protagonist of the last uh of curse of chucky and cult of chucky uh and now she is like like now uh chucky is like living in, within the body of a human woman uh, and he uh, ends up, and like the movie ends with like him and Tiffany, who's in Jennifer Tilly's body, like driving away as a couple. And it's like this, Ooh. this like moment of like of Chucky being like, like this, like I'm into this. This this is new, but it feels right. And like that's like who that's like who like the the main Chucky is now uh, is a is is the soul is the soul of murder of Charles Lee Ray in the body of this uh, young woman who's in a relationship with Jennifer Tilly. Still like explaining it still sounds very messy, so but like- trans. <gasps> yeah, Chucky is, I think we could say oh Chucky is trans. God. Chucky is a trans it's, woman. It's oh canon. If, if the Babadook- Yeah, it is. It is if the Babadook can become canon. an LGBT icon, then I see no reason that Chucky can't become a trans icon. But only like lesbian Chucky. Uh, lesbian Chucky. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Post-transition yeah, lesbian, lesbian Chucky. Lesbian Chucky. 
Oh, and oh, but it's like, like I will like uh, yeah, uh, it's worth checking just checking out. Uh, for if, if you don't watch the whole movie, maybe just watch the. It's on Netflix. Last watch five, la, like watch the last five minutes. Because uh, uh, trans lesbian Chucky is like looks is like has a very cool look. Uh, she's like trench. She's got like a trench coat or like a a trench coat with like a long red scarf and like and like red heel and like big red heels. And I'm like, that's a Halloween. I'm that's a Halloween costume. A transient icon. Yes, yes. Uh, I love See, like, Bye. I think, like, I think the bet, like, the potential of the Child's Play series is that, like, the rules around Chucky's powers seem completely arbitrary. So yeah. it just opens itself up to everything. Yes. Also, Chucky's motivation is is to- seems totally arbitrary. He spends the first three <laughs> movies being like, "I need to get out of this fucking doll body. I hate this doll body." And by the way, the one we watched, he was like. I love my doll body. I'm no, here to stay. And then it's about coming to terms with being in a non-normative body, which is a very queer thing. Oh my god! <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, uh, learning to accept yourself. Yeah. I changed my mind. I love this movie now. Yeah, I should say. I should say she now. Two films later, she is in the. She is in a new body, living a new life, and she's and like she's happier than ever. So she figured like, out that she oh, didn't yeah. want to be in a human body. She wanted to be in a female body. Yeah, yes, opened up a nice yeah. little gluten-free bakery in downtown Sacramento, <laughs> and it's just... Yeah. Uh, and she's still, still killing on Where the side. It's still a hobby. Uh, Started yeah, with she, um, And she, she is played by the daughter of Brad Duroff, who is the voice of the original Chucky. So it's, like, all very cool, all very... Like, keep it in the family. I love it. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's, it's, uh, it's like I say, the whole franchise messy, but I still like. I still love that it's here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just trying to find this picture of the fucking. I want to see this ending look for the fucking Chucky doll. Oh shit, that's a good look. Oh, that is oh, a good that look. Is a good look. Yeah. yeah. If the studios, which I assume mm-hmm. they all are, listening to the show because they should be, uh, if they're listening to this, like, can you just make trans Chucky canon with this character? This would be so awesome. Well. Oh, she, she, she's absolutely ca- that. Oh, like that she is specifically yeah, exactly. uh, trans. Yes, make that cat. Oh, but well, I do know that. Um, uh, so like this continuity is being carried on in a uh, sci-fi channel series where I feel I think that's who we're going to be following. We're going to be following uh, uh, Nika Chucky, which I think is her um, is her like fan branding. Oh, um, so like amazing. I'm excited for that. This reminds me of like this horrible brainworm that's in the back of my head is that we're eventually going to get a Hannibal style series about Buffalo Bill. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Like cuz that that's that's kind of where I'm seeing is that like trans representation's going to get better, but it's also going to get like so bad like we're gonna get so much yeah. of that mm-hmm. kind of shit yeah and you know like, and i just can't I, I don't trust it to be good but i trust it to be like terrible in a fun way yes and you know i will i will always say i'm a big proponent of like you know like i i don't mind like like i think uh like the the killers the, like freddy krueger's and the like J- and the like chuckies of the world those are the parts that are fun those are like the fun parts and like i'm not opposed to the idea of a of a like Give me, I want, I'll, I'll go watch like a, like a trans slash, a, still watch a trans slasher movie. So give me a tasteful trans slasher. Give me like, 
give me like a trans slasher with like other stuff where like the the fact that they're a slasher has nothing to do with their being with okay. them being like trans. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying, uh, girl came pretty close, but that was the best the best I could think. <laughs> Self slasher. Have, have y'all seen, um, do you know about the, the, um, the Sleepaway Camp movies? Yes. Wait, movies? So, like, I thought there was only one. No. No, there's three of them. Oh, no. That's three episodes for us to do. Oh. <laughs> but, but, like, first movie, bad, bad, bad. Second movie, they reintroduce Angela as, uh, they, as, she, as she's the killer again. But now her motivation, she's, she's still trans she's still trans I, it's 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 dicey with these movies but i but within the world of the mo- within the world of the second one she is trans so i'm calling her trans uh and her her whole gate her like character game is that like she's a really like intense camp counselor and if you break the camp rules she murders you and i'm like yes like that's good motive it's like it has nothing to do with the fact that she's like trans and she's crazy it's just like she's like break those camp rules and and you end up i'm gonna run you over with the truck and it's like Yes, that's 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 the kind of trans slasher I can get behind. It's Camp Krusty all over again. It's so good. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Well, um, perfect. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I think this is. I think we've had a, probably one of the best in-depth analysis of horror and queerness in, in general. Uh, but we'd like to go to the verdict. In so history, is this? How do we feel about this representation? Um, anybody want to go first? No, no. This it's my real, favorite real thing bottom, real, real, re, yeah, real bottom energy <laughs> in the room right now. All right, I'll go first. Yeah. So, <laughs> I introed this. At least I so, get switch. Credit. Like, so as far as representation goes, I mean, this is good for the time. And like, just a tangent a little bit. This kind of like this sort of reminded me of like the anybody watched the new um, ContraPoints video about trans trenders? Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Well, basically, there is literally a non-binary, like a very ridiculous non-binary character who every time they talk, there's kabuki music playing in the background. The kabuki much music like... really made that video. Like, it just wouldn't have been. Yeah. But the fact that that also happens to um, uh, to, 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 to Glenn, Glenda, like that mm-hmm. Glenn slash duh happened, like that, uh, that really made it for me. Like... I think that, especially if I were, like, you know, a young gender-questioning person, I would find this a lot of fun. And plus, the fact that, you know, I would expect the, you know, a character like this to be very shoehorned or to be, like, played as a joke. But the fact that John Waters is a cameo ties it to this broader you know, um, canon of, like, well, John Waters does, isn't necessarily horror, but it is movies that queer horror people mm. like mm-hmm. consistently, and that ties it to a broader canon, and I think that I would be feel very validated by this, even though it is still trashy by, the time, by like, fair. any standards. That's very fair. Yeah, I mostly agree with that. Like, I, I think it's... I was sort of impressed, um, in a way, by the way they handled... Um, like, the non-binary character. Like, that one line where Glenda slash Glenn is talking to Tiffany and is like, can't I just be both? And Tiffany says, well, some people, and then Chucky cuts her off. But, like, there are nods to the fact that this isn't just, like, a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, that this is, like, a queer theme that is being put here deliberately. And I think that that, like we said, is... We have to give it some credit for 2004. Well, exactly, because we get the mm-hmm. benefit of hindsight at this point in time, and it's always, like, harder to, like, the further away the movie is, the harder it is to kind of, like, almost fairly judge it. 
because mm-hmm. like like you said like this movie is from 2004 so the fact that they would even approach that I, I can't think of any me any like mainstream movie that did that around that time so I mean like yeah there were some I would say there's some rough around the edges jokes but like the part of the you know, part of getting to good representation is figuring out all the things that don't work first um, so yeah I think yeah. this is you know it's it didn't seem uh, like it was done in bad faith exactly um yeah, and I mean, like, I'm not a fan of the Chucky franchise uh, in general, but, like, you know, it had some funny moments. I chuckled with it, and, like, I don't know. I may actually go back and watch the rest of the series now just to kind of get the idea of what's happening. Um, and, yeah, I I kind of, I, I agree. Um, and I think not only is it, you know, interesting to look at this as, you know, as you know like it's an artifact of 2004 and we're you know we're giving a lot of credit for its time but it's also like i i think it it's interesting as a piece of a like larger of a of a larger franchise that is like slowly like moving towards uh you know better uh more inclusive like queer representation and this is this is a very important uh, kind of, you know, imperfect but important, like stepping stone on that journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think it makes it, it, it the kind of not just in in the hindsight of this being a two thousand four movie, but this being a like kind of one of the middle movies in the Chucky franchise uh, is is super is get, makes it very interesting. It makes it very interesting as a you know moving on as a like as a stepping stone. And you know, um, I also like you know I. I I don't want I don't want my all my like queer themes and queer representation to exist only within you know like I said like the trans parents or the boys don't cry of the world. Yeah. I oh, want absolutely. like yeah horror horror movies about about myself and my and my community and I'm I'm I I'd rather have I like this is way better than nothing. Um, I like I'm glad you know I I I want this kind of like. I want to be kind of working to the point where we can have this kind of like campy fun, uh, positive representation. So I appreciate the movie for, you know, well, for like moving along, like carve a space for that. Um, and plus like, that's kind of like the whole theme of this podcast is that bad takes or bad attempts are kind of good. Yeah. And they yes. can also at least be enjoyable, uh, if you can view them through a certain lens as well. Yeah. No. So Agreed. Bride of, or Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. God, there's too many fucking movies. It's the come um, one, not the wife yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, come come watch the come Chucky. Yeah. Uh, come town Chucky. There, there is. <laughs> yeah, so come Chucky. Come Chucky. There is come in Bride of Chucky, but it's not like as expl- There's not so much come. The one with the one with those come. Oh, so you can count me out of watching that. Yeah. Remember, this is come Chuck, not come Chug. Yeah. Get back to me when they make a movie with yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, this is mostly calm. The blob gets redone for uh, 2020, and it's just like a whole mound of calm, just like devouring everything in its path. The fact that there's not like a cum monster horror movie is a travesty. I wonder if they could just repurpose Cookie Monster to be like cum monsters. Re, if you think about it, we're all cum monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Are you the cum monster you want to see in the world? Perfect. So. That pretty much finishes up this week's episode on a note of come. Um, thank you all again for joining us. Uh, just a couple things to kind of get out of the way before we 
get going. Our Patreon is still going. Uh, we are working on some new episodes uh, to be releasing to early to people. And we're looking into the possibility of just having Patreon exclusives as well. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. We need enough Patreon money to fund one bottle of wine for me per episode. Yes, exactly. We Please feed Well, Brady. V, if you would just steal that ketamine from your vet, maybe we wouldn't have to buy liquor. Oh, yeah. So... Re works at a, a vet now, and we're trying to convince it. Re, can you please steal the ketamine? Please, just do it. Please, it. <laughs> please don't record. Like now that you have, you officially have a recording of me, like of uh, being asked to commit a crime at my day job. Yeah. So you know, be cool for five seconds and fucking do it. Like we have this, just these giant bottles of like scissor. It's great. It's podcast fuel. <laughs> <laughs> If we're going to make it in L.A., it's the only way to do it. Uh, so, yes, thank you all again. Uh, so, uh, Joan, uh, is there anything you want to kind of plug as well at the end here? Yeah, this is going to come out about two weeks from now. So what's going on for you then? Um, I'll be at Comic-Con in two weeks, um, uh, covering it for for uh, Nerdist. I write for, I write for the Nerdist website. Um, and then you can find my personal stuff at uh, Joan Haley Ford on Twitter and mostly Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, and the lights in my apartment are going crazy, so I'm worried that we're about to have, we're having another earthquake. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, earthquake. if you if you die right now, it's nice that this is your final piece of media. I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, talking about my, puppet cum. I'm so happy with my last words being mostly about doll cum. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on my Perfect. Uh, so uh, thank you again for joining us. I'm like, oh, are there? you? I, I, how much are you allowed to talk about that show that you're the show that you're writing for right now? Oh, oh, sure. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I'm actually the writing for that is done. Uh, it is. Oh. I, but I wrote, I wrote for a show. I wrote for uh, Thundercats Roar. It's the new Thundercats. <gasps> it's the new Thundercats show. Um, uh, it, but it is. Uh, we're we're uh, we're not sure when we're premiering yet. So just well, follow if. Up. If the uh, queer agenda ends up in that show anywhere, we'll have you on for a follow-up about that. I would love that. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Fantastic. Perfect. Well, thanks again. <laughs> thanks again all for joining us. Uh, I'm Madeline Hops. I am at rabbit underscore is dead on Twitter. Uh, I'm in the middle of moving hell, uh, which is great. We also discovered that the place we moved to has rats. Uh, so I've commenced Operation Fifle Goes to Hell. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully we'll... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully we'll find a way to nice rat trap those. Um, also, too, I am streaming on Twitch at rabbit underscores dead. And hopefully once I have some free time, I'll be finishing up a radio play script uh, to be a joint podcast with a sister podcast. But I will reveal more of that later. I'm Ree Carter at R-H-I-R-H-I-C-A-R-T-E-R. Um, I'm making video games over at Dead Genre Studios. And we just started a new project, so I'll be posting... Hopefully, lots from that and by my other games that I've made. I'm Amy Blair. I'm at Lavender Ashtray on Twitter. I um, just like looking for a place to live right now. Working, it's boring. I don't really, I don't really have anything to plug. Well, <laughs> you have you have hot political takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of plugs, nothing to plug except myself. <laughs> It's too hard to for the podcast. This is, this is the best. We're the best at podcasts. All right. Thanks all again for joining us. And uh, depending on what the release schedule looks like, we'll either see you in about 
a week or two weeks or who the hell knows. We could all die in this earthquake that's apparently happening in L.A. Mm-hmm. And you'll never hear from us or see us again. So we love you all. Bring the and earthquake we'll to, to Vancouver. Please don't. Please don't. I recently reread that. <laughs> just in Vancouver. I reread that New Yorker uh, just... article about the very big one. Like that Cascadia earthquake that's supposed to happen any second now, and like I am currently living in terror. I live, I live in the Vancouver Valley now, so I'm okay. I'm inland enough that, but y'all, y'all, y'all are buffed. The river will swell up. Mm-hmm. It will be flooded. All right. Well, uh, if anybody's listening to this, we may be looking for a third new host soon. Uh, once Amy's uh, untimely. Yeah. If you're looking for, if you're looking for a third, just go on Tinder. <laughs> Looking for like, looking for a unicorn for our podcast. <laughs> podcaster seeking podcaster. <laughs> Thanks all again for joining us, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye.